Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK, sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, RV. Whatever it may be. They'll make sure you're fully insured. And not only that, they do a great job of uh, finding every way they can to save you money. It's all at Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Boots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Yes, sir. Sounds like you want to jump in and say something. Oh, I I was just getting prepared. (laughs) Ah, good. I like the preparation part of it. Well done. Beats the first co-host we had. All right. Uh, so our play-by-play call of the day. Penn State down for the first, oh, what, 29 and a half minutes of the game, and then finally to the top of the mountain as they turn to DeMarco Dunn to put them in front. Baldwin. Oh, boy. Drives. Baseline. There it is. For three in the lead. Goal. DeMarco Dunn gets the net lines of 51 you know what's great about that is that they took the lead. Listen to the crowd, right? I mean, that's that's the part right there, the enthusiasm um, that you have there. That's, that's for example, um, uh, I've, done, I've done a game in Soika, and the, the game was sold out when I did it, Todd. Soika is a great basketball arena. It may not be a big basketball arena, but it's a great basketball arena. I never did a game in Davis, so you know others can speak to maybe how great that facility was. I don't know because I've never been. I think I walked in there and, and looked at it, but that's all I did. I didn't do a game there, but I think Soika is a terrific basketball arena. Uh, well, this place, the Palestra, is uh, now. I've done a lot of games there. It really has, I mean, it's just the way it's designed, how loud it is. But listen to the crowd on that play. I mean, that, I mean that's a home court advantage. That is a home court advantage. And, look, it was a fun game to watch, fun game to do. And uh, they're 2-2 two and two in conference play. And that's a big part of this. They are 2-2 two and two in conference play. Um, I was... The, I was going to say, I was pretty impressed that Dick knew the shot was going in before he released it. 
because we were right on line with it. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm literally, the if you were to draw a straight line, right, straight line between the basket, DeMarco Dunn, and the two of us, right, you could see when he released it, it was right on the money. The question is, would it rattle out? or You know what I mean? Yeah. Would it, would it rattle out or just barely? But in terms of being online, you know, the two of us could see. That's why it was such an easy call to make because, I mean, the thing was online. I mean, you could see it right away. Yeah, that's good. Made some money. So, yeah. And then he came back down the floor, exact same spot, Exact same shot, and he hit it again. And then they got, a, then they added another turnover. Got two more points. I mean, he personally had an eight-point run. I mean, he personally had an eight-point run uh, that put them in front to stay. And then he, I, so I think Dick, Dick, and I asked him about. Uh, so uh, you're good on a run like that. Uh, I said, any thought about a heat check? He says, yeah, I admit it. I took one. <laughs> <laughs> he says, yeah. He says, he says, remember that crazy one? He says, yeah. He says, yeah, that was my heat check. I was like, okay, we're not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, so, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what, uh, you know. Every, every look. Hey, if I'm if I'm playing like that, if I'm playing like that, I too am going to heat check. <laughs> it goes along with your point with John about confidence. Yeah, no, it's all it, and everything is about confidence. Okay, everything is about confidence, no matter what you're doing. But I was talking about my class today. I was talking about how I will go about. Um, I said, uh, how we go about teaching it. I said, the first thing I'm going to do whenever I get a project is I'm going to tell each one of you what you did right. I said, it's the first thing I want to do because I always feel it's important to build upon. That tells you what you're building upon, that you're going in the right direction when you're doing X, Y, and Z. Okay? I said, then when it comes time to then say, okay, now the parts that aren't perfect, I said, I'm going to tell you how to tweak it, A, B, and C, to make it better. I'm not going to sit there and go, that's awful, that's terrible. Yeah, because that, sorry, that doesn't, in a business that's built on confidence and presentation that's done confidently, tearing people down doesn't go as far as you think it is. Now, are there times where, for example, if somebody were to argue with me about, I'm talking, this is in a broadcasting class, and it's the same thing with a coach. When a player starts arguing with a coach, like, yo, hey, back off. They're trying to make you better. And, I, and something I've seen in, in players in the last 10 years which bugs me. Not everybody does this, but it bugs me. And I saw it in the Rose Bowl game. The kid, McLaughlin, the center, who had the, uh, a couple of bad snaps, and he ended up, I think he transferred to Ohio State. 
when he had one that like he had back to back snacks where the ball dribbled back and it was like okay uh how about that um, <laughs> so say Nick Saban goes to say something to him he's staring straight ahead and kept on walking you're staring straight ahead and kept on walking and I see this Todd more and more like excuse me my father, if he was sitting in the stands, would have come out of the stands. Right? Oh, and by the way, my mother, all five, two of her, would have come out of the stand. You turn around, you face him. Well, look what the Saints did to Dennis Allen yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah, they, they deliberately ran a play that he didn't call. Yeah. And then kind of just laughed it off. <laughs> of course they laughed it off. Everything, you know, it's like, hey, guys, it's not that funny. Uh, you know, and the Falcons were, I mean, now he ended up losing his job. Um, well, Ar- Arthur Smith. At 12.02. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the first guys to let go. Uh, but the, um, you know, he was like, well, what are you doing? And he's right. And and what is, what's Allen supposed to do? Right? That's not what he called. Okay. And so now you're putting the impossible spot as the coach of you didn't call it okay your players did it on their own okay now you're in that precarious spot about trying to show sportsmanship at the same time while supporting your players even though they didn't think twice about sportsmanship right oh, and and if you're an owner you you know if you're in charge in New Orleans you got to wonder you know, how much control over those guys he has at all. Well, you know what? I think that what they care about right now are results. Um, it's very difficult with not all. Not all players are like this, but some players out there. I mean, again, I mean, I mean do you think uh, this is an extreme example? But do you think Lombardi would have put up with Deontay Johnson and George Pickens? Mm, not nineteen sixty nine. I don't know about how that tra- Again, it's like it's a whole different world. I mean, how? But no, it Vince is. Lombardi does not put up with that. <laughs> now, now, did he? Uh, <clears throat> my apologies. Did he, for example, uh, get mad at Max McGee and Paul Horning for going out? Yeah, he did. But he, did he suspend them over it? No. Uh, he didn't. So he had maybe a little more tolerance in a different era. Uh, but at the same time, but a guy quitting on the field, and Pickens quit. Yeah. On that play, he quit. Sorry. Let's just call it the way it is. All right? I don't want to do that. All right? That's not my job. Actually, George, it is your job. Okay? Your job is not running routes and catching balls seven times a game. It's a big, wide world out there. you got to block. You know, ball's fumbled. Deontay, got to go get the ball. Don't tell me it's not your job. All right. We'll take a break. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
Welcome back to the Steve Jones Show on WKOK 1070 AM, sponsored by the Purdy Insurance Agency, live from the Sunbury Motor Studios here in, well, I guess I'm in Sunbury. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the Steelers, a little bit about uh, the Eagles game yesterday, a little bit about Penn State's comeback in the down at the Palestra against Michigan. I don't know what to say to Eagles fans anymore. You know, I, I think my, I, I've been talking lately that, uh, you know, I felt it was kind of a slump for the uh, for the Eagles, but I don't know what to say about it now after the last two weeks. Uh, the way the way they played against Arizona and the way they really didn't really show up at all last week against the Giants makes you really question how. Uh, I guess it's next Monday night's going to go against Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, it will be a home game for the Eagles. It will be interesting. Or no, I think they're down at Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is a South champion, and the Eagles are a wild card now. That's how far they've fallen. You know, and it's been it's been a wacky, obviously been a wacky end of the season for the uh, for the Eagles at five and six. You know, they lost five of their last six games, and uh, you know, I think they were the first team to get to ten and one and not win twelve games in NFL history. Uh, you know, which is really hard to really hard to do, with, especially with the way they were playing. Uh, you know, and, and and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Some of the media availability today, it sounds like they're they're trying to talk themselves into being O and O at this point in the season, and really trying to get on a run in the playoffs. We'll see what they can do. It's you know with the way the Giants' offense attacked them yesterday, it's really hard to have any confidence whatsoever after these last three weeks in the in the Eagles' defense. And and you know it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Nick Sirianni approaches this at the end of the season. Obviously, they made the changes. They got rid of you know move Sean Desai up into the uh, up into you know move Sean Desai around. Gave Matt Patricia more of a more of a uh, input into play calling and things like that, and and that that really hasn't gone well. I think that worked great. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah. you just can't stand on the sideline and clap the entire time, you know, and pump your fist the whole time. You actually got to do some work, Nick. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, as everybody knows, I I have not been as enamored. As others have been with how, but I'm not around him. I'm not around him, okay. So I'm not going to sit there and pretend that I have been around him. Uh, but um, the, uh, but just from thirty thousand feet, I'm in like okay, I see some of it, other parts I don't see. Um. And that that's just me. I, it's you know something's something's wrong. Obviously, you don't go from ten and one to to you know to what they've done the last couple of weeks without you know something going on in that locker room. I thought it was a weird. I think it was Jeff McLean wrote it that they were the unhappiest ten and one team in NFL history, and that's you know I I think that's coming out right now. Well, okay. So let's 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 take it a step further. Okay. When they were ten and one, Todd, what did I say in the show? They were probably an eight and they, four team. They're an eight and three, three team masquerading as a ten and one team. Because there's something that wasn't quite like in sync with them. But they were winning games, so you gotta give them credit. The NFL is a 
a results-based league, okay? And in the first 11 games, 10 times they figured out some way to win. Credit where credit is due, right? But the way they were playing, they, were, they felt like they were a team that was 8-3 and three and not 10-1 and one just by the level of play. I believe they are now one. I don't think it's got to be greater than that. They're two and what? Five against teams with a winning record. They beat Dallas at home and they beat Buffalo at home. And that's it. Anybody else with a winning record, I believe, well, no, they, they beat Kansas City on the road, right? So I think what they're one, in, I think they're one in four against winning records on the road or something like that. It's not great. And uh, it is. Um, there's something that again, I part of it is they got older. Now, usually getting older is fine because it's experience and so forth. And Jason Kelsey did some really good things again this season. But he's made more mistakes this year than maybe the last five years combined. Lane Johnson's older. He's tipping plays just on stance because he can't quite get back like he used to. That's wear and tear and age. Okay, And he's had a lot of wear and tear. Jason Kelsey's had a lot of wear and tear. Taking a lot of hits over time. All right, and so so I completely understand that. Goddard was hurt, but when Goddard's played, including when he came back, he's played very well. Uh, DeAndre Johnson's played well. Brown has been a disappearing act the last third of the season. Okay, Um, they don't have a good third. Haven't Swift has been terrific all season long to the point where I think they ought to be maybe utilizing him more. That's me. Um, and then Hertz has been, Hertz has played this season about the same way he played at Alabama. He had a great, great season last year. He may have been the MVP of the league last year. He was the best player in the field in the Super Bowl, bar one gigantic game changing mistake, which it was all on him. I mean, he wasn't hit or anything, he just flat out dropped the ball. Uh, which led to a, directly to a touchdown. Um, but defensively, Reddick is a cut above. He's really good. Sweat's really good. Fletcher Cox is a pro's pro, but he's older, so he can't go every play. Davis is out of shape. I mean, you can see the last third of the season, he made fewer and fewer plays because he's out of shape. He is too big. All right? Can't play at that size, okay, for a 17-game season. Can't, okay? Uh, and as the season went, he became, like, where is he? Carter's a front runner. He only plays well when the when everything's going great. When things aren't going great, he doesn't make plays. Uh, the two the linebackers are eh. The, sa- the safeties are eh. Uh, they don't have a great nickel package. Slay has always, to me, been eh. I've always liked Bradbury, but Bradbury struggled this year. I mean, they've got problems. I mean, they've got problems. Elliott's been terrific. And I think that, look, 
I said positive things about certain players and certain things, and other things I looked at with, you know, you can't. Uh, it's just the way they are right now. Like Tampa, Tampa's a terrific defense. So Philadelphia's going to have to earn their yards against them. Offensively, Tampa, Tampa is um, a work in progress offensively. You never know what you're going to get from Baker Mayfield. That's that's part of the, I think that's right, part of the deal. <laughs> you don't, and he's been better this year with them. So, uh, which is great. I I can't believe they're making the poor Eagles fans wait till eight o'clock on Monday, though. <laughs> yeah, well, how about the Chiefs and the Dolphins? That's on Peacock. Uh. Yeah, I did see that. I, yeah. I don't know if I want to watch the Dolphins in 14-degree weather, though. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Find yeah. it on the radio somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. Again, they're forcing you to do something that's like you're forcing Get you to. That. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK, sponsored by Prudy Insurance. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, RV, doesn't matter what it is, could be bundles, but they'll do everything they can to save you money while making sure you are fully insured. Customer service means everything to them at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. So the playoff picture is set. And the one that stands out above all is the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Not because, like, there are Dolphins and Chiefs fans in the area, which there are some, or people that want to see Patrick Mahomes and Tua Tunga Viola and so forth, or want to see Taylor Swift, whatever it may be. Uh, the game is in prime time on Saturday. Oh, that's great. Can't wait. The game is exclusively on Peacock. Okay. This is... We'll see how it does. I'm sure it'll do well uh, because it's the NFL. But I am not big on forcing people to do something. Right? In other words, I'm not big on you have to buy an electric car next week. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want an electric car. I want I want something else. Or I love a you know, I want an electric car, so I'll buy it. Either way. It's my choice. Well, this is the NFL trying to force you into watching a streamed event. Well, like they do with Thursday Night Football, but this is the playoffs. And this is the, like, this is the part I'm just like, uh... 
I mean, do I? Do I think I it's be... more NBC than it is the NFL. Well, the, the NFL is agreement with them to tell them how, how to do it. Well, yeah, but you know, it's. I, I I'm sure you've you've seen how much money the streaming services are losing. I think this is a way. I think Amazon's biggest sign-up day was was the exclusive Black Friday game. I think this is a way for, you know, if you want to watch the Chiefs and the Dolphins, you have to sign up for Peacock. The Black Friday game failed. They still got they, Amazon Prime got their most sign-ups for Prime in their history their, on one day. Right, right. They got their most sign-ups, but the the number of people that watched it was way off Thursday Night Football. Not even close. Way off. It, in fact, it wasn't even close. It failed. And I agree with you about the sign-up part, that part I got. But you can drop that in a heartbeat. See, that's what's interesting about streaming. Uh, what's interesting about streaming is, uh, let's take Netflix. Like, you know, the, the suit likes to binge watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. To stop laughing. We all have our guilty right. pleasures. Right. Right. And he leads the league, babe. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you can drop that as soon as, you know, so no, what, 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 Ted Lasso, let's take Ted Lasso, okay? There are a lot of people that on, is that's on that was on Apple, right? I believe. Okay. I, here's the weird part. I've never seen it. Doesn't mean I don't want to see it. I just, I've never seen it before. Okay. Um, but... Um, but say you watch Ted Lasso, you binge watch it, you can drop Netflix. After the pandemic, what was the biggest issue Netflix had? Retention. Are, <laughs> right, exactly. People, um, uh, people over and over again dropping, uh, Netflix. And you talk about streaming losing money, they have. Okay? And streaming's been an issue. So remember I was talking about electric cars? I mean, what's been the big what's been the big problem at Ford? That one point five billion dollar investment on, on electric cars, people aren't buying them. Okay, the way they thought they would. I think they account for seven percent of the market right now, Todd. And what are we being told over and over again to buy? An electric car, right? Well, it's not working, okay? Same thing with this. Stream, stream, stream. Everything is going streaming. It's not working. People get it. They drop it. I mean, and they're losing money left and right. And so now you got this. We're going to do a playoff game. Now, my thought process is they're going to do really well, for the most part, with streaming. But there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to sit there and go, I don't think so. I'm not going to do that. I, I, could, I could check it on my phone and see what, what the score is. Um, they'll do well, but, geez, I mean, how much? Uh, NBC's, what, paying a little more than a billion? I think. Per year? It's just like with the Olympic Games. The Olympic Games are going to be... It's going to be streaming some of Peacock over there. I'm not going to stream any Olympic Games. Are you? No. 
No, no. I'm pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not going to stream the Olympic Games. What the heck? I mean, you know, that's, hey, down tonight on Peacock, Rhythmic Gymnastics. Hey, have a good one. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pay the extra money for that. I, yeah. I think if they put the figure skating on or something like that, I think that's when you know they're serious about getting to the streaming. If if the figure skating stays on or, on regular or, NBC or gymnastics or women's gymnastics, yeah, because yeah, summer Olympics. Would be oh yeah, I guess it is summer gymnastics. Olympics, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that might. Well, that's what they're hoping here that people will get hooked on. Hey, Peacock and all the great shows they have. Like, I don't know about any of you. But I know somebody, they were over my house during during the holidays, and it was the Bills and the Chargers game was on Peacock exclusively. Yeah, I believe I believe that's the one that was on. Well, he had he already had his own personal code to get into Peacock, so I didn't have to pay, so that was perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh really? Hey, cool. All right, great. And Last year when Amazon Prime started this, the biggest complaint I had about it, because I already had Amazon Prime anyway, right? the biggest complaint I had about it was the circle. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the dreaded circle would pop up. Okay, you're going to sit there and wait and see if it gets back on track and whatever. And that was my biggest complaint about it. Now, Alan Kirk, great. Kaylee Hartung, great. Right, camera work great, but the circle. This year on Amazon Prime, not one time. Now this may be different for all of you, but for me personally, not one time did the dreaded circle come up. It was as clean as clean gets all season. I watched the Peacock game with the Bills and the Chargers. That stopped every eight to ten minutes for a circle. Now, maybe it was my set. Maybe it was my whatever the, you know, the the reception was on that particular night. But I got it like every 8 to 10 minutes. It was like, great. So then you start looking at your phone going, oh, they gained 8 on that play. <laughs> Can't wait to watch it. Well, I, you know, I wonder, we're st- I mean, we're still in a rural enough area that some people still don't have real good wireless service right now or, or Internet what are those? I wonder what those people are supposed to do. And if the weather's really bad this weekend, which they're saying in the Midwest it's going to be, um, I wonder what impact that would have on people on their ability to stream. Well, it's it's not going to be super great here this week either. No, uh, and it's going to be cold by the way in the Midwest. Yeah, um, I think I saw the predicted high for the Chiefs Dolphins game is fourteen. Yeah. Well, it is January. <laughs> well, you know, the guy, the quarterback from Hawaii and who went to Alabama and plays in Miami probably isn't great in cold weather. Yeah, we're about to find out. <laughs> and people are saying, well, Jay, you know, Mahomes played at Texas Tech. You know how cold it gets in Lubbock? Nah. I mean, it gets really cold in Lubbock. So this has been, yeah, I mean, no big, no big deal. Um, it is, uh, so I, I'm not. This is one of those where I sit back and go, it's a playoff game in the NFL, and you're telling people no? I thought for sure, based on the matchups, that Houston and Cleveland was going to be the game. 
Okay. And instead, it was Kansas City and Miami. Now, would you be more inclined to stream Miami, Kansas City, or Cleveland, Houston? I think right. in theory, Miami, Kansas City. Right, of course. No, and I think your theory is spot on, Todd. That's exactly, I feel the same way. That's the more attractive game, so they put the more attractive game in the streaming slot. It's like, geez, I don't know. I, now, maybe it, everybody call in. I want to, I mean, are you going to stream it? Do you want to stream it? I mean, what? Did, I don't know. I think I'm more interested in C.J. Stroud this weekend than I was before. They played really with he played really well on Saturday night. He's played well all season, Todd. And this goes back to a year ago. Remember the, there was a big thing about he scored a five on a test? Oh, know? yeah, the Wonderlick. Yeah, the, the Wonderlick test. And like, oh, brother, watch a tape. It was interesting. Uh, the conversations I will not reveal unless it's benign like this. You don't, re- you know, when Jack and I were riding the buses, back and forth with the players. We're always on the defensive bus uh, going back and forth to practice. But there was one day where they were talking to Jack about the draft. And Jack was pointing out that, hey, look, when the season was over, right, the draft back when he played was a month after the season. And they all looked at him like, what? A month after the season? No. What about combines? There wasn't any combine. Right? There's no combine. Right? It was all based on performance. And that's one thing with the NFL. I know you're spending a lot of money, so I understand you want to investigate every possibility on somebody. That I understand because the investment is so big. I understand that. But... I know it's important that you can jump high. I know it's important that you can run fast. Um, if a guy runs a four three eight and the other guy runs a four four two, right? And the four four two guy really knows how to play the game, and the four three eight guy doesn't. You're going to pick the four three eight guy. You want to know over forty yards what the difference between a four three eight and a four four two is? I don't know a foot, if that. <laughs> If that, um, and when he's um, the, and that was his point. These guys all have a lot of tape on them, but now, like you have guys that are now going to get ready for the combine, which will take place what the first weekend in March in Indianapolis. And there's a specific way to train for the combine. And there's so many players that when pro day is over, they will tell me, and they've pulled me aside and they've just, just in conversation, have privately told me that um, they're so relieved because now they can get back to practicing for football. Because they're working out so hard to make sure they ace the combine. Well, in the end, it's, it's how you play. I mean, in the end, it's how you play. And your ability to know how to play, your ability to know how to cover, your ability to run the proper route, your ability to get into a, into a, into a spot where you can, as a tackle, can get there and get the punch on somebody, turn them a certain way. Uh, 
your ability as a quarterback to make all the throws. Well, Stroud, look, I saw Stroud twice in person, Todd. I'm watching him. The two times I watched him in person, his accuracy was tremendous. And you're, you're telling me he's not good enough? He's dead. He's not smart enough. He's, he shouldn't be the second overall pick. I said on the broadcast here over and over again, you're darn right that's the second overall pick. The guy can throw. He can play. I don't care what the stupid test says. I've got a bunch of tape that shows accurate throws, deep throws, accurate, over the middle, accurate, uh, decent poise in the pocket, you know, doesn't doesn't look to run at the first possible moment of panic. He was always keeping his head up looking to make plays. That's a quarterback. Well, you watch him with Houston. That's how he plays. He's playing in Houston the way he played at Ohio State. Right? Performance matters. That's why it's interesting with some players, and quarterback in particular. It's interesting how they're... Let's take Trey Lance as an example. I've been a lot about Mitchell Trubisky, but let's take Trey Lance as an example. There's not a lot of tape on Trey Lance at North Dakota State. They're just not. But, you know, his combine numbers are great, how fast he is, strong he is, how high he jumps, the whole thing. There's not a lot of tape on him. Conversely, there's a ton on Jalen Hurts. So we know what Jalen Hurts can and can't do. Right? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has miles of tape. He was a four-year starter at Iowa State. Well, in that four years, you've seen him direct comebacks. You've seen him failing comebacks. You've seen him have big games. You've seen him have games that struggle. In other words, you see all the successes, but you see all the warts. If you then have limited tape, limited tape, if somebody's doing well, limited tape brings with it limited opportunities to see warts. And you can mask it, and you end up being drafted higher because of it. Lance is a good example of that. Not a lot of tape. Right? So some of the tape that they do have on him, hey, he's with North Dakota State, they're terrific, make plays, plays a little different way. I can understand what Kyle Shanahan's thinking, but maybe not with the third overall pick in the draft. But right, you see that more and more with certain players getting drafted higher because they had limited tape. And the limited tape, I think, then skewed the football judgment based on combine results. And that's, I mean, that's that's how I look at it with, with guys like him. I, mean, I think that's a good example. With Hurts, we've seen everything. Alabama, Oklahoma, we saw everything with him. So at least we have a better read on the kind of football player he is. Brock Purdy saw everything with him. Patrick Mahomes, a couple of years at Texas Tech, you saw everything with him. Josh Allen, right? I saw him play at Wyoming against Eastern Michigan one night. Happened to be there. I was making a speech on, on the Eastern Michigan campus that night. Well, it turned out they were playing Wyoming. So on the old gray field, I stood there in the end zone. They had a platform in the end zone, so it wasn't on the field level. And watched him play. Well, he was like, how many years did he start at Wyoming? Tua. Tons of tape on Tua. Pro and con. Right? Um, hey, you know, and then there's some guys like take Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, he played for Mike Yurcich at Oklahoma State. Mason Rudolph had a ton of tape on on him, because, but he, because of that, he was thought to be a system guy. Okay. It's amazing how sometimes limited tape brings with it higher draft position because 
your warts aren't as exposed in those situations. Right? It's it's interesting how it plays out. And Jack and I have talked about that. And Jack was explaining to the players uh, was explaining to the players how it used to be and they all looked at me like, what? Really? What? A month? Really? <laughs> I was going to say, wait till he starts explaining leaving NFL training camp to do- go play in the college all-stars against last year's NFL champion. Oh, he and Dan- <laughs> I'll tell you right now. He and Dan Deardorff have between the two of them the, just the just the college all star experience just that the number of stories I have from them <laughs> very entertaining and and Deardorff is a great storyteller I I really uh, you know I know you know, like, you know Dan's older his knees have been and he uses canes and everything now. So getting in and out of press boxes and getting in places is difficult for him. But Dan is one of the really great guys, and what an awesome storyteller he is. Steve, let me tell you about this one. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> we'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Tomorrow, I believe Matt Controllo has a lot to rant about. Todd he just might may, be dead inside by now, though. I mean, Todd and I may leave the room and just let him go. He's on a roll. Don't stop him. <laughs> and Neil Kuwong previews the playoffs tomorrow. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And our Monday show brought to you by the great people at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK.